Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam Hub Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is your WrestleMania Backlash 2021 review. I'm joined by two guys here. One is uh, from WWE India, Ishan Chauhan, and my fellow NXT uh, post show partner, uh, Spandan. What's up, guys? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Today it's a wonderful weather here in Mumbai, and uh, the paper view was. It's a good day. What you want? I said the weather wasn't that good because it's Delhi, so it was hot, and it was very hot. So even if you switch on the fan at the max, you can't sit. So it was very hot, but the pay per view entertained me a lot. So what you think about it? Uh, the pay per view in general was it a thumbs up, a thumbs down in the middle, or a thumbs uh, down? I would say it was a thumbs up. Uh, there were two three things that they did right uh, there was a there, there was one thing that they did wrong we'll get to the wrong later on what they did right was they kept the card very limited i i think that was a good decision to keep it down to only six matches uh because when you have six matches on a pay per view it gives enough time for each match to you know uh get in and then your everything the emotion is perfectly conveyed like uh the second tag team match that we saw uh between the mysterious and the dirty dogs it went on for like about 20 minutes or something like that so it was nice to see a tag team match uh getting that much attention so basically i i feel the card was good one thing they fucked up big time but otherwise it's a thumbs up for me spandan okay so for me it was the same thing now deciding to give six matches on a pay per view is a very smart idea since last year when the pandemic started they have had less matches on a pay per view because they'll not attract a lot of viewers for 8 to 9 matches so that idea of having six matches and giving each match time allowing the superstars to you know get into the feeling of the match and pay per view stage it's a good idea each match got time except for the obvious one thing that didn't go well other than that i liked the show a lot So we'll talk uh, the entirety of this paper you but before that if you are new to this channel then make sure to like share subscribe do all that fun stuff check out other uh, our other content like AW Dynamite review the NXT review main roster talk everything you need will be in the description below so let's start from the top man we had i think we had a one match on the pre show right it was for the united states championship yeah yes shamus versus ricochet so uh match wasn't uh that it was up there you know i think they went uh, less than 10 minutes or something like that yep so i uh, the another thing is that ricochet came out in street clothes i don't know why well i think uh, one one of the reasons uh, could be that you know wwe is notorious to make uh last minute decisions <laughs> so you never know if uh, there was somebody else in that match and then ricochet got a call saying are okay guy okay don't do main event today today you are on a pre show of a pay per view so <laughs> i i think so that that might be the case uh, another thing i read on twitter i was going through twitter when uh, backlash was going on i read somewhere that you know uh, it was smart for him to come out in street clothes suggesting it was open challenge so you know it was impromptu okay. because it, uh, the us uh, title 
was going to be defended on the pre-show. No one knew about it. It was on the day itself. So that was one thing that I saw. But I don't know. I, I can buy it. Like I don't have any problem with Ricochet coming out in a jeans. If John Cena could wrestle with shorts, <clears throat> Ricochet could come out in jeans. So it what do you think about the match, man? Pandan. It was good, man. Actually, I liked the match. Sheamus obviously is a fa- uh, favorite of mine. So Sheamus versus Ricochet getting the opportunity was a good thing. But again, the jeans thing, I think it was really impromptu. There was someone who was going to fill the spot. Maybe he couldn't. So Ricochet filled the spot. But it was a good match. And I think Sheamus is giving these random matches to Umberto and uh, Ricochet and all these people. It's kind of good to see they're filling the spots with these youngsters. And if you ask me about the one kickoff match, I think it filled the spot right, uh, really nicely. So we had Sheamus, you know, winning with uh, not with a broke kick, but with a pump knee strike. Uh, so uh, post match, you know, we had you know Ricochet stealing uh, Sheamus's you know jacket and the hat, and you know just mocking Sheamus and just and they just uh, went with there. So another thing about Sheamus is that you know there have been you know some you know there has been fantasy booking regarding Sheamus and the United States Championship. That you know there might be a chance that John Cena may come for him and for the United States Championship. What you guys think about it? Well, first of all, uh, if John Cena is coming back, I think uh, it would bring a lot of uh, casual eyeballs to the WWE product. It desperately needs that, I would say. Uh, but before John Cena, I would like to. Uh, you know, highlight the fact that I think uh, Ricochet stealing and doing uh, the shenanigans after the match makes me believe that Ricochet will be next in line for the next couple of months or couple of weeks mm-hmm. or a month, uh, like Umberto Carrillo, you know, for the United States Championship. I feel Umberto is genuinely injured. I think he pulled his, uh, he injured his knee the other week on Raw. So I think Ricochet is going to fill up fill up that spot, and if he's doing that, then I think these Ricochet and Sheamus could really put on some exciting feuds because we know Sheamus is like he doesn't need to act like a bully, you know. And Ricochet is the perfect baby face. They they have a WWE has a chance to make Ricochet relevant again with this if they do it right. Spandan. Yeah, man, Ricochet being relevant is actually good because nowadays when you look at all the social media and everything, you see Ricochet being a fan favorite. People want him to succeed, not being used in all these shows, going to main event, not getting enough eyeballs. It's important for Ricochet to get these spots. Even if it's due to an injury for Umberto, maybe he fills the spot in, but he's a former United States champion. So Ricochet and Sheamus is like a perfect feud, a big guy who delivers matches again and again, and Ricochet getting his chance again in the show. I don't know, man. We got, you know, Ricochet. We got uh, Drew Gulak, Angel Garza. You can, you, these guys, you, you could make these guys, you know, the lifeline of that mid-card division on Raw. Absolutely, anyways, absolutely. So, uh, moving forward, uh, let's get to the main card. Uh, so they kicked off with the you know the Raw Women's Championship match. We had Charlotte Flair, we had Rhea Ripley and Asuka. Uh, so I thought uh, the match was uh, decent, but uh, uh, what you guys think about it, man? So we had you know Rhea Ripley retaining and pinning Asuka. No shock here. You have to protect the queen. 
So what you guys think about the match and the outcome and where do you guys think the the, the story is going forward? As far as the match is concerned, it was a perfect, you can say, 3.5 star match to kick things off. Uh, I have no complaints at all uh, because I already knew that Asuka is there to take the pinfall. It was it was a no-brainer. After WrestleMania, if Asuka is going to be in a triple threat, then there is, she's there because she's going to take a pinfall. Uh, no complaints whatsoever. Uh, the match was perfect. Uh, one thing that is certain in this match is that uh, Rhea Ripley looked a bit more confident. You know, after winning at WrestleMania, she was like, I don't know, if you if you saw her at WrestleMania, me. yeah, like before WrestleMania, uh, she had that confidence the day she came in, like straight up, I want to challenge you and you know, all that. She had that confidence and she was there. But then since after WrestleMania, I think she's I don't know. I, I don't even know whether she's a baby face or a heel, you know. So today she, her character seemed more, uh, what do you say? Her character seemed more sorted. She she knew where she is, what she wanted to do. Uh, plus the action between these three, it was, it was, it didn't get sluggish at any point of time, you know. It was just there, there, there. It was just building on the momentum. The pace did not come down. So, it was a really nice kickoff match for me, like to set the tone for the pay-per-view. I was hooked. Spandan? Yeah, absolutely. It was a good match, I think. Rhea Ripley looking dominant was important because after that WrestleMania match, as Ishan said, she kind of lost her touch, if you would uh, agree. Because uh, when she came, when she debuted, it was big. It was the WrestleMania challenger for the Raw Women's Championship. And since the Raw Women's title didn't have any challenger for a lot of months, this was the big match for the title. And then after winning the title kind of into the dust and not having these major promos and matches, she was lost a face one week, heel the other week. So this match was really important for her. Obviously, Charlotte didn't take the uh, pinfall, which was obvious to us. And I think Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair is the next match for the next pay-per-view. So, yeah, we could see that happen inside in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, yeah it's from uh, last Hell year, Hell in a Cell is happening you know, in June. So, normally they used to do it at October, right? Hmm. Yeah, they used to do it in October. But I guess they're doing uh, Money in the Bank is pushed to July. I guess. I'm not sure. And for the, re- the reason for that, I think, is uh, we've heard rumors that July 16th, the date uh, mentioned on social media, is the date where WWE is coming back to touring with fans. So, I think that's the reason they are having Money in the Bank in July, to have a big pay-per-view start uh, with the fans. So Yes, quite possible. Hmm. So, let's talk some highlights, man. So, uh, we get to the end. So, you know, there was uh, a lot of back, uh, back and forth from all three ladies. So, you know, Charlotte was taken out of, out of the ring. So, this left Rhea and Asuka. So, Rhea would hit, you know, a riptide finisher on Asuka to take and Asuka took the pin. Rhea is still Raw Women's Champion. And, you know, there was, you know, some uh, a face-to-face between, you know, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, which indicates that this is happening. Uh, they are continuing with Rhea Ripley and uh, Charlotte Flair this time. And it, it's going to lead, uh, lead to a match at uh, Hell in a Cell, I guess. Yes, it will. They need a big women's match. Uh, 
at Hellenicel, inside Hellenicel, sorry. So it's a no-brainer. If it's going to be a major marquee match, then Charlotte has to be there. And uh, I wouldn't mind it, honestly. Because uh, when when you think about the last time these two wrestled, it was like inside the performance center. I did not get a feel. I did not get a vibe. It was just, it, it fell flat on its face, you know. So now inside the Thunderdome, the, the feel is different. Even though there is no physical fans, the feel is different. And this time round, uh, both are heels. Now let's see how this dynamic is going to play out leading into the four weeks, you know. Because at this moment, both are heels. So I, I, I really want to see how WWE is going to do it. And uh, uh, before we get to Spandan's opinion on this, I don't think, you know, we need uh, Hell in a Cell for Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. I think they're going to give this uh, one for the WWE title picture, I guess, from the Raw side. Um, the WWE title picture on Raw. Now, Lashley beating McIntyre and Strowman. For me personally, I do not want McIntyre and Lashley again inside the cell. Not at all, because uh, when Lash, uh, when McIntyre won the spot for WrestleMania Backlash, I was instantly like, give him a new challenger. Is the Raw after Mania? It's big. So get, maybe Strowman. Give Lashley versus Strowman. But if McIntyre gets the spot again inside the cell, it would be shocking for me because he's got his opportunities. And now that... But again, the same thing with the Raw Women's title picture. McIntyre is not pinned. Strowman is pinned. So maybe he played the role of Asuka. Dominating but taking the pin. So well, we could see Lashley versus <laughs> McIntyre, but I don't want to. Ishan? Yeah, honestly, you know, uh, I, I wrote a blog yesterday and uh, I, I detailed five, shock, five shocking things that we could see at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. And one of it was Drew McIntyre taking the pin because I thought that, you know, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, the feud has reached its boiling point. Like, you know, it's done and dusted now. Bobby got a clean win. Uh, Drew is getting another opportunity at Backlash and this would be the end of it. I thought Drew would take the pin and then Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman would continue the feud going forward, you know, because Braun is coming off uh, a hot win at WrestleMania. But that did not happen. The exact opposite happened and uh, by going by the looks of it, uh, there is another chapter to this Drew McIntyre-Bobby Lashley rivalry. We'll get to the WWE title uh, match. Uh, but before that, we had the, you know, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. It was the Dirty Dogs versus the Mysterios. And, you know, there was uh, some story going into this. Uh, what happened in the kick- kickoff show was that uh, the Dirty Dogs, you know, were bullying uh, Dominic Mysterio. So a two-on-one beatdown on Dominic. They even, you know, uh, buried him uh, underneath a couch or a sofa, something like that. So, you know, Dominic... Uh, the status of Donic was on the line. Will he be able to make this match? So, Rey Mysterio decided to, you know, uh, to fight both the Dirty Dogs in a two-on-one. So, we got to the match. Okay, so, uh, early on, you know, Mysterio was, you know, able to hang in. But, you know, uh, from there, you know, the Dirty Dogs started, uh, started to dominate Mysterio. And, you know, at the end, we finally got to, you know, Dominic coming out. So, uh, uh, the match was, you know, flowing very well, you know, some, you know, your old school storytelling here. So, uh, we had, you know, uh, Mysterio uh, taking out Robert Roode with the 619. So, Ziggler was taken out outside. 
so tag was made to dominic so he got to splash for the win we got new tag team champions and you know the first ever father son duo as a uh, tag champion so we got new tag team champions so what you think about the match man i thought uh, it was better than the first one uh, first match we had on the paper you what you guys think about ishan oh well first of all i am supremely happy that wwe gave almost 20 minutes to the match you know because uh, the tag team division isn't showcased uh, like the main event division you know giving time to a tag team match especially for a tag team title match a certain they are the championship credibility otherwise it's just another championship you know if it's not getting defended or just getting defended or changing hands in 5 minutes so first of all the duration was right second of all the story the story that went into this was perfect like even if these guys wouldn't have delivered inside the ring the story would have taken this match ahead and you know across the line but uh, you can say that they delivered on both fronts the story was there the in ring action was there and i think i have to praise the heels here i have to praise dolph ziggler and robert rude here because you have to make a kid look good okay he is ray mysterio's son things aside but even ray mysterio can't make his son look good right you mm. you because he's not feuding with him and at the end of the day he's his father so he's going to always going to talk nice here the heel dynamic the entire attack and everything from uh, rude and ziggler you know the verbal assault in the weeks leading to the show plus this shocking uh, you know reaction or disbelief when dominic finally came in you know it all made sense it all made dominic a credible superstar so it wasn't ray mysterio who looked a thousand bucks today it wasn't dominic who looked a thousand bucks but it was the heels i would say the dirty dogs who looked a thousand bucks but of course the feel good moment first ever father son tag team champions in pro wrestling history maybe in wwe okay spanda what you think about it man it was brilliant but first of all someone tell pat mcafee that it is robert not bobby they've changed it <laughs> he continuously says bobby but talking about the match it was brilliant actually you know kudos to the heels kudos to ray mysterio and that is what experience can do it's simple ray mysterio rude and ziggler are veterans and what they did in a 2 on 1 match we've never seen such a good 2 on 1 match until dominic came and it was a good story and would you agree that this also gives credibility not only to the smackdown tag team division but to raw as well seeing such a good tag ma- tag match on a pay per view and this title has not been defended in entire 2021 on a pay per view rumble elimination chamber fast lane mania never and first time uh, on a pay per view this year it's being defended this gives credibility to tag team wrestling as a whole i think the last time these guys defended it was a tables match with new day and shinsuke and cesaro if i'm not wrong Oh my god that was last year. Yeah yeah the last time the, it got it was defended on paper we was extreme rules i guess the horror show yeah. at extreme rules. Mm. 
but anyways man uh, if you can you know bring out such good performances so why just have why have two separate tag team division merge it you know uh, that would be if- better but that would be you no know, better from the booking side you know I, I, it's it's it's, uh, it's you know everyone knows that you know they can't book two do separate you- tag team division right now do you do you want to merge the tag team division and make it aw dark or dark elevation we are not talking or about aw man make... we are not talking about aw no, man no i'm just asking you see there is a thing that you should have ample amount of tag teams and then there is a thing of having over crowded you know your locker room is overcrowded Right now, I think Raw has around five, six tag teams. SmackDown has around four, five tag teams. NXT has tons of tag teams. Like you could probably get tag teams from NXT on uh, rently basis and send them back. <laughs> you know, like I think guys like Ever Rise used to appear on Monday Night Raw last year. So I I wouldn't say they need another division. Like they need to merge the division. Uh, but yes, I would say that they should just focus on it a little more. You know. like the tomato thing and that's happening on raw is just mm, me you know but on the same uh, at the same time when you see the dirty dogs and the mysterious thing i think this program has been fuming for two months now so it's it's good it's nice you know what do you think sandeep even before they... that uh the street they... profits and yeah go on uh, go on isha yeah street profits and uh, dirty dogs thing that was also nice and entertaining so i feel smackdown has a leverage raw has the stars but i'm i, I feel raw is lazy when it comes to booking i don't know just just overall perception that raw has a lazy booking paul emin is secretly writing smackdown and we don't even know about it oh he is i think so he has some influence I'll- man he has some influence <laughs> he definitely has influence no doubt about that but if he is good good man I so like spandan uh, like i was saying uh, uh, what do you think about merging the division uh, no i do, i wouldn't want it because uh, seeing all these four or five teams on each brand if when you add them up you have 10 to 12 tag teams that means more wastage if you have five teams on a brand they'll probably get uh, matches here and there we had a eight man tag which gives four teams a chance to be on raw tv then you have mizard morrison who have not even entered the tag uh, picture yet there with the main priest and probably today was the end we'll talk about it in the uh, future now but uh, i don't think it should merge we have good tag teams smackdown tag team picture is really good otis and gable are a good tag team street profits are yet to get their uh, second win and now we get a good tag team win for ray and dom and the dirty dogs are legends so in that sense i wouldn't uh, want a merging because there are a lot of teams right now and uh, having them on separate brands gives them more time so you mentioned miz and morrison so miz uh, was scheduled to face uh, damian priest in a lumberjack match So yeah, we, we were, you know, thinking that you know we we could be getting you know the undercard, lower card guys as lumberjack, but uh, we learned that you know we had zombies on the show. First we had zombies on the Thunderdome screen, and then you know uh, they have their separate. No, zombies room. in the promo. Mm-hmm. Promo also. 
they were actually you know uh, members of the w, uh, roster you know those, those were uh, one of them was scotty to hotty no way yeah the guy who is sitting on the commentator's chair is scotty to hotty anyways okay. man uh, what do you think about this whole situation this whole sports entertainment drama that we are seeing here uh, within this match blast the competition <laughs> well see first of all i would say uh, that it was done because of the partnership with batista's uh, movie and whatever that is but wwe could have you know simply announced it as a zombie lumberjack match beforehand and it could have done two things one people know that there is something silly that is going to be there like ha chalo filler hai we'll go and take a loo break and come back secondly it also would have given uh, more popularity or you know more pr to batista's movie but all they did not say anything they did not reveal anything and it in you had zombies in the cold open like you had shots from the movie in the cold open and then in the thunderdome and all that so i don't know like if they would have made it clear that we are going to have something stupid like this then people wouldn't have bashed them like that secondly damian priest please you're done with the miss don't go back the miss and morrison are absolute what do you say fine heels but i don't want to see them losing now spanan yeah uh, but i would uh, slightly disagree with ishan on this point that uh, announcing the zombie lumberjack match from uh, before because giving that surprise element if they would have announced like you said people would know to take a loo break at that time that was the point that wwe didn't want to have they wanted people to stay there a surprise element it wasn't good obviously that we will all agree but i think keeping it a surprise were good and the promotion staff and but he said tweeted we didn't even know he tweeted that uh, something like this was going to happen he said i'll not be there but some of my friends will but we didn't guess what it will be so the surprise element was good morrison is hilarious he did all that stuff backstage and then uh, outside the ring also so i think the feud has officially ended or maybe not we don't know wwe but uh, the zombie factor should have been a surprise and i hated it obviously but uh, that's it so the zombie factor you know was the only you know highlight you can say so the in ring you know stuff was kind of secondary so uh, damian priest you know uh, would uh, so this match first of all went 5 to 10 minutes uh, i don't know what's the what's the time limit for this match but uh, at the end damian priest won with the lights out let's end this feud let's uh, take damian priest and you know start feuding him with shamus or something like that and miss and morrison i think they are breaking up what you, what you guys think i'm scared of the zombies like, if miss and morrison no <laughs> if if miss of miss and morrison breaking up because if that happens i don't know what wwe will do with john morrison he is too good a talent to be wasted not that he is not being wasted right now but at least he is in some kind of a goofy angle you know he's he's playing whatever character he he's been given right now he's doing justice to it 
and he's a you can say a regular part of monday night raw the the monday night delight but if if they break up then i don't know how much will wwe showcase morrison or will morrison get a jeff hardy treatment who knows man or uh, if they do want to break mm-hmm. up send him to you know wwe's a show smackdown morrison i'm talking oh. about oh oh absolutely absolutely it's been a while i've seen john morrison on smackdown in fact it was smackdown where john morrison has had uh, quite a lot of fun you know so spandan uh, do you guys uh, what you think about you know this potential breakup between miz and morrison it's building up since two weeks because uh, morrison lost two matches to priest and miz has costed him those matches and with the rumors being there that they are going to break up and i am scared too because even as a tag team they are so so good they'll play with any tag team and they'll be good they'll portray the heel character so well correct <laughs> and because they're good single stars as well the scaring factor is that how will they use them once they break up and uh, next month it's going to be hell in a cell now we generally see hell in a cell has the uh, you know it's the secondary match you already have a feud the match has happened once and hell in a cell is the second match just extra fire to the rivalry but we have seen random singles matches also happening inside hell in a cell so i don't know me you could see morrison and miz uh, battling inside hell in a cell in their first match ever so it could happen but i don't want to see them break up and it eventually will happen because we've seen it build up since the two weeks and i don't know morrison could be on the second brand you have the draft in october probably you split them in uh, two brands after their feud ends all of that could happen poor morrison every tag team is going in disbands last time also miss attacked him and kicked him off r truth attacked him and kicked him off and then after r truth attack i think he was gone for a very long time i would I say no john morrison to leave i think he could go back to nxt and uh, you know he and franky mone you know they could literally uh, make a make a very wonderful feud with johnny gargano and uh, candice lerae Oh wow! Oh just, just, just imagine, just imagine, like wow. Candice Lerae, Johnny Gargano, Ron Morrison, and Frankie Monet, and of course the dog. Brilliant. And Indy Hartwell. But yeah, I would know. Uh, I would say that uh, they have to split split them up, and you know, send Morrison Morrison to SmackDown. You know, he could be handled better there compared to Raw. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll Absolutely. see. Man, I would love to see John Morrison challenge for Apollo uh, Apollo Cruz's Intercontinental Championship. Imagine what a match that would be because crazy athletic men. It would be. And we were talking about the tag division right now, about uh, the le- uh, lesser tag teams and all of that stuff. This is a legit tag team, and this is going to break up in the next couple of weeks because all these people, RK Bro, two single superstars. Alas and Riker, two single superstars. Styles and Omos, all these teams are single superstars. So a legit tag team is again breaking up. So I don't know what the future holds, man. Let's see, man. Let's see. Uh, shall we get to the SmackDown Women's Championship match? Yes. Yeah. So we had Bianca Belair uh, facing uh, Bailey this time. You know. So I thought, you know, uh, this uh, I'm going to compare yet again to that first uh, women's match. This was the better. uh women's match we had on the card 
so you know there was uh, the story of the match was surrounding you know uh, bianca's you know braid and then she was uh, her arm was being targeted her ribs were being targeted and you know uh, bailey's um, was you know uh, what was i saying yes the, uh, the main build was you know regarding that bianca is not ready that she is a rookie so uh, like i said the match was really good so at the end we know uh, there was some back and forth you know bailey was trying to cheat and trying to rake her eyes but what was this cyclone uh back to bianca and bailey so you know uh, bailey was you know trying to rake uh, trying to cheat and stuff you know rake uh, bianca's eyes so B- uh, and she also went for the braid but what happened was you know uh, bianca went for a somewhat of a roll up and she also you know managed to you know uh, use uh, the her braid as the leverage so a roll up in uh, you know uh, a upset you could say so that opens the door for you know a rematch of somewhat so what you guys think about the match and uh, the potential rematch between these two ladies would you like to watch it absolutely i think i am ready to watch a bianca ba- uh, bianca and bailey full fledged feud you know i don't mind if it carries on for 3 4 months uh, this was just their first match at on pay per view and uh, it did exceedingly well man uh, only thing was i think the ending was a little off because uh, the leverage that you talked about the 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 braid her hair uh, she did not get it like how do how do i put it wait uh, yeah so it wasn't really holding on to bailey's leg when the referee counted the third fall you know and plus there were some controversies about the shoulder also not being there on the mat so of course that end could have been better because it was such a picture perfect match between the two bailey is uh, in terms of entering skills bailey has to be the best in wwe top tier i think better than charlotte flair better than aska bailey uh, is a worker that can make her opponent look greater than herself and that's what happened spandan yeah it was a solid match and talking about the ending i think it was obviously we're uh, going to get a rematch at hell in a cell not inside the cell obviously but a normal rematch for the title and i think it was uh, to make bailey look stronger she took a roll up uh, loss because you can't cleanly pin bailey 379 or 380 days as smackdown women's champion longest reigning and the feud is going to continue so to yeah. make bailey look strong you did this roll up win for bianca but i also have a question bianca as a face character main event win at wrestlemania doesn't she look bad in the scene taking a roll up win and not a pinfall dissertation honestly it does not because uh, you know uh, i did not even think this match would go on as long as it did i thought bianca is going to squash bailey okay like not squash bailey but going to upset bailey early so i was expecting a upset and it happened because this upset brings uh, how do i say yeah so this upset basically tames bailey because for weeks she has tried to you know uh, torment bianca 
Sita with her words and with her actions. So she has always tried to show that Bianca. So I was expecting Bianca to outsmart her, and that's what she did. Today. So uh, if you know, they could do. You know, there is a potential for this matchup to be inside Helen Sir. Absolutely. Pandu, what do you think? I think no. this one. No, I don't think so. I don't uh, feel like it should be inside the cell because it's uh, the other feuds that are going on. Obviously, Roman deserves the cell. He needs a match inside it. Probably uh, Rollins versus Cesaro is happening inside the cell. The WWE title match. Maybe Ripley versus Charlotte. This feud, I don't think, should go inside the cell. Let Bianca have a normal feud because her title reign has just started. Let her have the normal title matches and beat Bailey probably clean at the next pay per view, and then get her to the stipulation matches. Not instantly put her in a second title match inside the cell. And uh, another thing is that Sasha Banks is missing. So. uh we'll have to wait and see if she you know makes a return for this you know the upcoming match she's inserted into this match or we'll know wwe will hold her back when once you know the bailey thing is finished i think sasha banks makes her come back before or at money in the bank spanda what do you think okay. uh, sasha banks you know there are there were rumors that she would be returning tonight and uh, you know teaming up with bailey as the heel in this feud and making bianca look even more uh, baby face if you understand so sasha banks had rumors of returning tonight but she didn't maybe helena sell next month maybe money in the bank but she has to enter the feud ultimately because she hasn't gotten her rematch yet and she has to enter the match and probably get her title again but sooner than later probably we'll have to wait and see man i think we lost ishan uh let's no, try I'm to here. yeah so let's try to continue and uh, what was the next match i forgot the order it was it the wwe championship match yeah we have two matches left next was the wwe title match so uh it was a triple threat of course braun strowman bobby lashley drew mcintyre i thought no so far that this was match of the night What you guys? Uh, what you think about it, Spandit? Yeah, absolutely. It was. I wouldn't say match of the night because I'm a big Roman fan, so I would say Roman versus Cesaro was good. Until But now, until now. Banger. Okay, until now, yes, absolutely. It was a banger match, and I did not expect it to be so fast-paced. Uh, thinking of these uh, three big men, because obviously Strowman, Lashley, and McIntyre. You think of it as a slog fest. They're going to slap each other up and. these are big meaty men and the speed that they continued in this match was tremendous i loved it and stroman looked like a monster in this match no pun intended but a true monster he looked so strong in the entire match even after taking the pinfall i didn't think he he was there to take the pinfall you know i thought he's a monster he almost won the title you were on your edge of the seat that is he winning is he actually winning this match So he looked very strong in this match. McIntyre and Lashley also looked strong. Lashley wasn't there for most of the match, so he was on the outside. It was mainly McIntyre and Strowman, but this was a great, great match, and I would like to see what happens in the future with the WWE Championship. What do you think about it, Ishan? What do you think about the WWE title match? 
Well, surprisingly good, man. I did not have such high hopes from this match, honestly. Uh, reason being Braun Strowman. Because I, I, I know Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre can put on a terrific fight. I was just skeptical about Braun. And uh, I can say that he's proven me wrong. Today was the day. Uh, he, he looked like the 2017-2018 Braun Strowman. You know, and... Uh, like Spandan said, that he 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 looked like the monster that he is. Uh, you could see Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre having short alliances throughout the match to you know put Strowman away because at the end of the day, both of them knew how big of a threat Strowman is to the WWE Championship. So with that, if Strowman's taking a pin, then it's it's completely fine because. Two men have gone at him cra- like crazy, you know, compared to each other. So, it's okay that he took the pinfall. Uh, just that, I, I just feel that uh, this dispute shouldn't have continued with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. I think Braun and Bobby could uh, do some magic in the months to come. And, you Braun know... Uh, and yeah, sorry. Uh, as far as the match is concerned, I would say uh, this 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 was one of those sleepers that you don't expect to be good, but then they leave you awestruck. They're like, oh, because it had everything. It had everything, and the best part was everyone played to their strength, but also made some new. Innovations. You could see the desperation from Drew McIntyre to put away Bobby Lashley. Like he is desperate to win. Braun Strowman. He was desperate to win. He was. What did we see? Like he was a cruiserweight today, Braun Strowman. Yeah. You know he was flying. So you could see that these men are putting in that effort. I, I really like like that. And otherwise, uh, I expect only short matches when it comes to these meaty men fighting together. And you know, speaking about this match, uh, was it just me or you know there was you know some resemblance to that uh, SummerSlam Fatal Four Way match? Remember with Lesnar, Strowman, Joe, and Roman? Yes, the, that was four big men fighting for the Universal Championship, and this had a similar feel. But the point that was adding before is I would like to appreciate Braun Strowman here because the man is losing weight like air, like he's he's. This fast at losing weight. He was 385. He's around 343 or something right now. And when uh, people announce him in the ring as 385 pounds, he's gone on Twitter and said, I'm 343. See my weight first. Because he, he's working so hard. He looks so good in the ring. He's dropped down his uh, you know sticky shirt and he came down in uh, sleeves, half sleeves. And he is so good in the ring now. I, you know, uh, like Ishan said, he shocked all of us. We didn't expect this to be a good match. And it was a really, really good match because of Strowman also. He played a big part in it. McIntyre and Strowman, as I said, carried the entire match. Lashley wasn't there for most of it. But Strowman looked really good today. The one thing I'm sad about, you know, that, you know, WWE are holding back to that train sound effect. <laughs> that used to pop me back in the, you know, when they did it the first time. I don't know. Yeah, the, like, I don't know, man. People, back, people are good. Happen? On your po- podcast, I've seen people uh, making fun of that uh, Juju Gadi 
and now you are saying you like it hey yo i i said it i i was a big fan of it uh, you had 100 people on twitter shitting on it i was the only guy that popped for it <laughs> come on man come on man so uh, let's talk some highlights here man so first of you know they were going with a uh, fast pace here all three big men so uh, they start off with uh, with you know uh, lastly and mcintyre were working together to take out stroman so they did a delayed suplex on stroman braun stroman a delayed suplex that on stroman that was too good great so uh, there was another spot you know actually there were two moments in this match where you know braun stroman almost uh, you know broke his neck so one of yeah. them was you know a double uh, he did a you know a senton from the apron and he barely got it so uh, the other was you know mankett mcintyre actually you know belly to belly suplexed him on the floor and you know there was that's the second time he landed on his neck so uh, the main highlight oh was, yeah when know, he came for the stroman express yeah so the there was uh, the main highlight was was you know uh, mcintyre actually sent lashley uh through one of the sets uh you know the led screens so lastly was taken out so uh that was left so we are now left with you know stroman and mcintyre so they did some you know some good spots uh we also saw that big table spot you know uh stroman power bombing mcintyre so at the end you know they were exchanging some big moves i think uh mcintyre actually claimed stroman so lastly finally came out uh, took out McIntyre and pinned uh, Braun Strowman. So this was you know similar situation to the uh, triple threat that we saw with the women. So uh, they are opening the door with you know uh, Lashley and McIntyre once again. And I think uh, Helena Cell is the inside Helena Cell is the only destination right now. And in, and uh, one thing to add this time I think they're gonna put the title on McIntyre. I guess. Giving McIntyre the title. That was too now. much to ha- that is too much to digest, man. So spontaneous, spontaneous. Yeah, spontan- yeah Ma- McIntyre winning the title again. So inside the cell is where he lost the title, his first reign to Randy Orton, and now winning the title could be a small like a redemption story or something. And Strowman in the match, he took a claymore, then a spear by Lashley, and then then it ended. then they pinned uh, stroman so that makes him look even stronger so i wouldn't want to see uh, lashley versus mcintyre in a singles match but if this triple threat goes inside the cell i'll be extremely happy i would love to see this triple threat in a rematch inside the cell ishan well like i said man i i i did not want drew mcintyre to go for the wwe championship for two reasons one is that he is the superstar that he once wanted to be okay there's no denying even if 6 months down the line drew mcintyre comes back in the wwe title picture it's going to be fine no issues whatsoever but i feel right now he should have just let it go for a few months because he's been there since what one over one year he's yeah. been in that title he's held the title for that long and then you know he is feud like going after it so i just wanted him to move on man i the little feud that i saw with him and shamus in the middle uh, i thought we could see a, a little bit more of it but uh, that's fine they don't want to 
they have another option with jinder mahal jinder uh, himself has uh, addressed this and also mcintyre has said that both they both want to work a program with each other they want a feud with each other so i was thinking you know something like that would happen but i'm disappointed or you know they I, could I have had, they could have started the feud you know with jinder mahal uh, being involved in this match costing you know quote unquote costing mcintyre the match yes i think i i read it somewhere uh, jinder himself said it that if he if it wasn't for his wwe championship win in 2017 and the bomb last night yeah Yes, yeah so bomb. he said if it wasn't for him winning the wwe championship in 2017 then drew mcintyre wouldn't have ever become wwe champion did he really say that yeah, yeah he, he said did. That. he said that uh, he, he paved, paved the, the way yeah he he showed uh, the guys of 3mb against later as well and all these guys shamus and mcintyre and he showed mcintyre that I can also win the WWE Championship. He won it first by defeating Randy Orton, and he also said that we are equal superstars. We've had a similar journey, similar tough ways. But McIntyre is celebrated more. He has a book and all these glorification. But when Jinder Mahal won the title, it wasn't like this. All the people hated him and all that stuff. That's what McIntyre, uh, sorry, Jinder Mahal said that he wants to be celebrated as the WWE Champion. And if McIntyre wins the title in the uh, next few months, then Jinder is the next feud. Raj, karunga Raj. <laughs> But you know, uh, I would like you know if they are uh, they are eventually going to you know uh, pair McIntyre and uh, Jinder Mahal up. But it would be better you know if they kept the WWE title championship the WWE championship away from these two if they want to feud. Yeah, like. I don't. I don't care if it's for the title or if it's not for the title. If it's not for the title, then there is more intrigue because then we don't know who will walk out victorious. If there is yeah. a title, then we probably know. Acha, ha, nee, nee. Drew, thodi harega. So, yeah, I, I think uh, if it's if it's not for the title, then there is a surprise element. What next? Where is it going? How will it end? All these question marks. And when fans have question marks in their minds. only then the feud works and then and you know uh, in this picture when you look at raw you need rivalries moving into the pay-per-views now that they have dual branded pay-per-views they have that advantage that they don't need rivalries they'll put all the title matches on the show but now that orton and fiend ended due to obviously bray having some mental health issues and all that stuff raw doesn't have a major feud they have priest and miz at the as the major feud so jinder versus uh, drew in a non title feud will be amazing as we saw, uh, saw for uh, drew versus shamus they didn't have the title we were expecting it to be the mania match for the championship but they went in with three match of the year contenders without a title so it would be great to see drew versus jinder in a non title match and uh, uh, another thing about the wwe championship i think you know wwe wants to you know uh, do lashley and uh, lesnar for the championship i guess hmm so that could happen i was expecting uh, lashley versus you know to be a non title match you know what if my aunt had balls she would be my uncle but she is okay. not okay okay and your point sir <laughs> <laughs> I, i i and this is a quote taken from 
the special counsel paul amen so I, i don't think so man this is like if you're talking about brock lesnar right now pointless waste of time he is not returning he is not even thinking of returning if until and unless things get back to normal until and unless it's going to be a jam packed uh, arena he's not coming back which which is my point now that july is going to uh, probably open the doors and probably the fans are coming back in july then we have summer slam in august i can very well see lesnar returning and if you want jinder and drew to be the wwe championship feud you can very well have lesnar and uh, lashley in a non title feud you know and just imagine and let but that also add a point with lesnar is returning who does he return with does heyman come to raw that is the point because heyman is with roman reigns and they are not breaking up any time soon so what does uh, lesnar do if he doesn't have a manager he doesn't speak well obviously so how is that going to be managed but if heyman comes with lesnar heyman and mvp my god the promos are going to rock ah oh, well if 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 ifs and buts and i would not say that again but you know it's it's a matter of ifs and buts uh but if he does come lesnar does come i think there wouldn't be a problem for paul heyman to come in because uh, he serves as an advocate to brock lesnar okay and uh, he also serves as a special counsel to roman reigns so that is two different things plus two different brands two different days uh so if it comes to paul heyman accompanying roman reigns uh, brock lesnar and doing the talking for him i don't think there would be an issue uh I think Heyman did the same after WrestleMania 30 when he managed Cesaro yeah. for a brief period of time. Yeah, but look at this dream, uh, you know, feud and fantasy booking. You have Roman and Heyman on SmackDown. You have Heyman with Lesnar on Raw. If he uh, obviously comes back, if so, both of them have the championships. Imagine there's the Universal Champion on uh, Blue Brand. There's the WWE Champion, and we move into Survivor Series weekend, and we have these two again. it would be epic i would love to see a rematch with these two because i don't know why these uh, people hated lesnar and uh, reigns's rivalry just because reigns was booed so much it became very hateful but i loved these two battling in the ring let's just say that reigns had not found his footing yeah and it was the reason why fans see fans did not hate him because he was spoon fed hmm fans hated him because his character was shoved down everybody's throats it was basically suffering sakatash yeah <laughs> so 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 everybody knew what roman could bring to the table right as a heel as a big bad guy to the and they are not doing that and when you don't give fans what they want they are of course going to turn on that superstar and that's what happened Look at look at look at those fans now. Look at those fans. Each and every fan will talk great about Roman Reigns, and of course, he they have to. But you know, WWE. Uh, I think it it's been a little late for them to pull the trigger. I I don't think they saw Roman's tape from FCW when he was there as Liaki. You know, he was a crazy ass dope heel man. But yeah, uh, were... yeah God's mother. Yeah, they were probably pulling the trigger at WrestleMania 33, when he beat Taker. That was the moment that people hated him so much 
because obviously ending the legend okay <laughs> okay shan we know you hate the, hated the moment but uh, that was probably the night he said this is my yard and they were chanting like crazy and they were going to pull the trigger at that time but said ki let's keep him a face at least in our eyes let's keep him as a face character let them boo him we'll go ahead and then now you eventually know who the hell roman reigns is i feel they they went with the stone cold treatment with roman reigns so they wanted to make him a big thing vince mcmahon got involved he wanted to create the same magic with stone cold but of course you know that is stone cold and that was a different time that was a time when bosses were big time assholes today you have hr department who is very nice to you so <laughs> you will not relate you know so that was the thing back in the day also secondly uh, with the undertaker also with him beating undertaker clean it's also it's, it's on the same things when stone cold beat the undertaker clean you know but then at the end that's stone cold this is roman reigns so wwe went for the stone cold treatment with roman they gave him all these boring lines big dog yard and this and that this is off everyone's back this is not original now when he's come up with something like tribal chief and head of the table and acknowledge me and all that when you think about it it's stupid this this man is self obsessed but then when you look closely mm-hmm. yes a heel is supposed to be self obsessed a heel but- is supposed to be self centered so we were talking about brock lesnar so i think as of now you know he's happy you know just going fishing hunting in canada somewhere yeah probably he's wrestling with his daughter both look the same lesnar one lesnar two having fights okay man okay so let's talk about the main event man let's get to the universal championship match roman reigns versus cesaro so match was i think this was the match of the night uh, no questions and uh, but i would say it was uh, slightly you no know, it was not that better you know if you compare the series with daniel bryan but it was great uh, what you guys think about the match and the whole outcome the whole stuff i absolutely loved it as as you said yeah this would be my match of the night if if i could give it i would give it five stars you know why because uh, first title defense uh, first uh, title shot world title shot for cesaro secondly there was a story in the match before the match there was a story there was anticipation oh my goodness when will jimmy uso come when will jay uso come there was this question mark it wasn't just another match where okay they fought 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 and then roman got him in the guillotine and then you know he passed out there was a proper story of the arm cesaro's arm getting injured and roman working on it those little things when cesaro for example went for the sharp shooter he could not you know put the pressure with his right arm then when it came to roman reigns you know roman reigns with his offense early on those headlocks and then quick covers in the early going roman got out of the ring and you know just composed himself a little bit those little little nuances throughout the match and those high flying spots and those uh, big you could say momentum stopping moments from roman they added a lot to it when it came to daniel bryan roman reigns we knew that you know these guys would give a good match when it came to cesaro and roman reigns we did not know what we could expect and when you 
when you sit with a clean slate then you just you're like left mesmerized you know kunal brilliant roman reigns versus cesaro was great for me and you know if you watch their match from 2017 for the intercontinental championship opposite of this match it was roman reigns whose right arm was injured in that match cesaro was targeting his right arm and now it's the complete opposite cesaro's right arm roman is targeting it small as shan said uh, very rightfully that the small moments roman getting out roman looking in the camera and dissing daniel bryan this is how db does it this is how db does it yeah that was and all these moments he looked like and wwe did a fabulous job because at the end of the match roman looked like a monster heel cesaro looked like the best baby face and that's the end, end agenda of a match you want the villain to look like a big villain and the hero to look like a cute baby face and they did the entire story perfectly and with all the things that happened after the match you will probably talk about it now shall we talk some highlights yep yeah before that i would just uh, like to add that you know uh, i i really like the fact how they ended the match with the gio team cesaro did not submit and uh, he passed out you know uh, there are two wins from this the gio team choke getting added to roman's arsenal is a has two benefits one it makes roman look like a absolute beast Like, he didn't have a submission. Yeah, if he's got that cinched, locked in, then you're gone. Like you're gone, gone. Okay, so it gives him more credibility that okay, he's got a badass move. He's gonna choke you out. It's simple. It's no shenanigans. It's no hurt lock. It's it's simple. It's just going to squeeze your neck. You know. Secondly, in this move, if the opponent passes out, then the opponent also. you know retains their credibility exactly that they did not get pinned clean as a whistle some would say yeah this is a clean win yes it is a clean win but cesaro did not give up it was a pass exactly out. but you know and they've done it with drew mcintyre they've done it with daniel bryan they've done it with cesaro so those guys that they feel are important are not getting pinned which is a very good thing and when you usual you know with roman you didn't have a move uh, to do that story because he didn't exactly have a submission he had superman punch and spear in that way you can't make the opponent right by yeah he all, had all those moves but not a major submission so now that he has that submission it gives the opponents the credibility and <laughs> stop distracting me <laughs> so no you know you know this move right this is the like yeah 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 the clothes line from hell hellishius hell So it's not a close giving, line; it's a bear hug. Yeah, giving him the submission uh, obviously gives these big stars to uh, the chance to pass out and still look strong. So as I said, Reigns looked like a monster heel; Cesaro looked like a baby face. End. And you know, this was a legit dominant win. You know, we we could expect you know at the end of uh, when you know when Cesaro was getting getting uh, his arm was being targeted so heavily. You know, you we expected you know Cesaro to make his. Uh, "Quote unquote" Cesaro style comeback, you know, with those uppercuts, and we could uh, see, you know, a bunch of swings here and there. But you know, as we got to the end, Cesaro, you know, became weaker and weaker and weaker, and you know, it was uh, and he passed out. It uh, it made the win a dominant win for Roman Reigns. So shall we yes, talk? Yes, and some- he did not give up till the end. You know, he was he was trying that last 
what do you say the last uh, gas, gas, gas in the tank you know he tried to get that arm but then eventually he just couldn't you know shall we talk some highlights here yeah, yeah. so like ishan said so the main focus was you know cesaro's right or left arm it was i think it was the right arm right yeah right arm so uh, reigns was targeting that arm heavily so uh, there was you know cesaro was you know having troubles you know locking in the sharp shooters he was he went for at least three times in this match so uh, at the end you know uh, uh, reigns got the win via the uh, what do you can say the guillotine choke and that was basically it so post match you know we had jay uso so uh, he was uh, he was not part of the match and and i think this was you know the first time that jay uso has not been part of a roman race match since uh, they have been together right and they they've been questioning decisions right so with roman reigns winning all these matches they always question that jay uso is helping him jay uso is helping him brian jay uso wasn't there roman reigns killed daniel bryan basically Cesaro Jeyuso wasn't there. He cleanly beat him. Now they're booking him as a monster heel. He he beat Undertaker, John Cena, Lesnar, and Triple H. Are you kidding me? He beat them on their own, on his own. And now he needs Jeyuso to beat Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and all these superstars. No, he can beat them clean. So that's why probably they uh, didn't have Jeyuso come out straight. And the family thing that's going on, it's really good on SmackDown. Ishan. Okay, I have a very crazy take, but if hmm. if if I was a part of WWE, US, the main WWE uh, creative team, I definitely would have done this. I would have made this tag team match for Hell in a Cell inside Hell in a Cell. It would be Jay's uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Okay, taking on Cesaro and Jimmy Uso. And Jay as the referee? No, Jay is on the outside because okay. you know some stipulation he will lose and he'll have to fuck off. <laughs> That's that all he's doing. Whoever main the opponent Jay, is, the first opponent is Jay. He Uso. is main event Jay Uso, but main event losing Jay Uso. Ah. Your main event losers, your top tier. But losers. I like him, man. Like you know, if you want to put somebody over, if you want to give somebody a title shot, give him a match with Rom uh, Jay also. Yeah, be, be, you beat know, my cousin. Then, know, beat, ah, my cousin beat my cousin, then face me, and he knows his cousin will lose. So let's talk what happened post match. So like like I was just saying, uh, so Jay also came out and you know he uh, acknowledged, you know, like uh, he did, he put the whole garland and the whole stuff. So uh, then uh, Jay also, you know, proceeded to attack Cesaro go after the arm. So he was about to put, uh, take out Cesaro with his splash, but here comes Seth Rollins. Drift God. So uh, Seth Rollins went. Uh, he had a little face to face with Roman Reigns, and then he went after Cesaro. Uh, started targeting the arm. Then he we had a steel chair being introduced, and Seth Rollins, you know, would take out uh, Cesaro with a stomp, and that was basically it. That's how. the paper you went off the air so it looks like uh, like you said spandan so they are trying to you know uh, we could see yet another cesaro and seth rollins match and uh, uh, now you may be wondering what does roman do if uh, cesaro is going after seth rollins so they could do hear me out hear me out 
they could do roman reigns versus jimmy also inside helena said hmm okay so yeah they can but my first question is why do you want to have cesaro and rollins again what what purpose is it serving what will it do where will it take cesaro will he become intercontinental champion is it going to take him to championship gold no it's stupid man it's just see there are times when you should take these feuds and make them 3 4 months long and then there are times that certain feuds you should limit to 1 month 2 months and just let let it be you know i think cesaro and seth rollins is a feud despite the fact that these two can put on a terrific match and you know steal the show but come on man as a wrestling fan i don't want to see a terrific five star match every time right but uh, uh you know if they are you know doing satrolins and cesaro again so uh, the last time they did cesaro you know went after the universal championship but uh, you know the, i think the wwe's uh, idea is that you know uh, for now let's keep cesaro away from the universal title picture just for now and once they are you know co- completely done with the setrol and stuff they could you know easily put him back on for the universal championship or they could have him you know this go to the simple route and put him in the ic title picture but uh, possible possible but what what you guys think about this idea of jimmy uso versus roman reigns because uh, if you want to talk about storytelling so last year you know they did uh, j uso versus uh, roman reigns and uh, you know we had uh, jimmy jimmy uso getting involved and that whole stuff so this time you know jimmy uso is not ready to acknowledge roman reigns as his tribal chief so roman reigns would know this time would force him to do that uh, with uh, inside and this time you know they would continue that story bridging the gap like they say with hell in a cell no man i w- i wouldn't want to see jimmy uso versus roman reigns inside the cell because at the end of the day obviously there are two uh, different people but when you look at them hey ek hi to hai uso ek hi to ho tum dono matlab it's like that feel j uso versus roman reigns was great it was the story of 2020 and i don't want to see that same kind of storyline uh, with jimmy uso that beat the cousin up then tell him to acknowledge me do something different do something different in the story find another way to uh, make him acknowledge you do something else talking about cesaro and seth rollins i have absolutely no problem i would love i would love to did we lost spandan i think we lost spandan Ishan, you can continue from here. Let's see if he can come back or not. Getting inside the cell. Would like to see that. Oh, he did. We did lost him. We, I think we lost you for a few seconds, but yeah, we we lost you okay. for about thirty forty seconds. Oh damn! So should I repeat what I said? Go on. Yeah. So what I was saying is, uh, Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I have no problem with these two getting another match. I would love to see them uh, having another match because they're too good. They're two great wrestlers. And right now, after WrestleMania backlash, this is probably the one match which is obvious to enter the cell. And talking about Jimmy Uso and Roman Reigns, I wouldn't want to see that. Give them some different treatment to acknowledge Roman Reigns. I wouldn't want to see the same kind of match Jey Uso 
uh, in place of jail so jimmy gets beaten up and he says i i acknowledge you i stand behind in the line give them something different ishan like i said man i'm not really a fan of wwe con- like restarting this feud i thought it was done for good when these guys faced in a wrestlemania rematch on smackdown not a fan not a fan and there is But another if they're, if, they, if they're doing a tag team match with uh, rollins and reigns versus jimmy uso and cesaro then that'd be fun i think it, i think it's too quick to put uh, reigns and rollins together right now because they are the two main or reigns and jay uso but yeah, then that could happen you know, i want I, i said rollins because then cesaro is there so yeah rollins will obviously be inside the cell you can't now take out rollins because he's entered the feud obviously but yeah uh, you know rollins and reigns put together right now because we've seen short glimpses in promos and in, in the ring but they've not gone head to head so i stop it till summerslam or probably uh, a major survivor series or something because they are two great superstars we don't need to say enough about these guys these are big stars i want to you know see this at a major time not just wasted in a june month hell in a cell yeah. and another okay. thing uh, ishan so, before uh, hmm. sorry to interrupt you ishan but uh, they could you yeah. know there is a possibility if they do a multi man match for hell in a cell involving all these guys Yeah, give me a six-man Hell in a Cell match. I would be fine. And so also get Jimmy? me somebody, some, and throw somebody off. <laughs> Jimmy, J, Roman, Cesaro, Rollins. Who do you add? And Cesaro, right? All these five or six guys. You add them in a cell for the Universal Title match. Roman is like, Jay, protect me. Jimmy is like, I'm not nobody's bitch. So that's going to be the story. Hey, let hey, let uh, either Jimmy or Jay, you know, recreate their father's uh, Hell in a Cell bump. You know, one of them gets thrown, oh. you know, into a pile of truck or something like that. Roman plays yeah. the taker. Whoever it be. But let's see, man. You know, uh, there are. I think they yeah, are mixing. Yeah. So as I was saying. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Before we uh, conclude, I want to ask. Did the zombie thing set the business back thirty years? Uh, whenever I watch Monday Night Raw, they do set back the uh, stuff thirty years from now. So you're saying Monday Night Raw was well active thirty years from now? I didn't see it that time. I guess we had main event and Saturday Night Prime Time. Anything, man. I have What? a nice comebacks. I'm not good at comebacks. What do you think, Spandan? Okay, and also zombie zombies thing, you know, weren't a thing thirty years ago in professional wrestling. So this is new. Hey, hey, hey <laughs> one, another thing, another thing. Corey Graves, uh, he he was hilarious, you know. So uh, when this whole zombie thing was happening, Corey Graves, you know, uh, he made sure, you know, that uh, he said, uh, uh, "Don't worry, guys, we are not relaunching ECW." Brilliant. Hmm. I heard that. So Corey Graves is great on commentary and. Someone, uh, please tell them he Adnan work. Please go to Adnan 205. does not work. <laughs> please go to two o five live or main event. Practice, brother. Practice. And why the hell would you remove a guy like Tom Phillips? He's so good. Why remove him? He's got a promotion behind the scenes, or maybe a demotion. I guess. Who knows? No, he's got a promotion behind the scenes, so he's. 
only going to commentate on 205 live and then manage all those because he okay. is the one who manages all the commentators basically oh so did he, he, did he replace michael cole be... sorry did he replace michael cole in that role michael cole is in broadcast complete broadcast okay you are interviewing everything everything includes this one is more into coordination uh, we wouldn't doubt you for a specific reason yeah but you know they need to change that commentary team if you know yeah this edna needs to go man edna needs I, I, to go every week on raw i try to give them a chance and one week they i wouldn't go. mind i wouldn't mind jeremy borash also on commentary you know jeremy borash is good i haven't heard him yes jeremy borash is great the guy from tna mike tene and jeremy borash how can you like not remember don west and jeremy borash jeremy borash was there for a very long time in tna used to ring announce and also used to commentate the best part is i met him when he came to mumbai yeah and he even commented on my uh, picture saying are thank you so much brother brother like, fuck dude brother oh fuck so Malang, can you very nice man so can you convince wins you know uh, put jeremy borash instead if i could convince me wins i would get a job myself in wwe and then replace uh, adnan as the commentator why would i tell jeremy to go there <laughs> I, i'd love to do it myself but anyways man that was the whole pay per view that was wrestlemania backlash and uh, yeah. i cannot wait for wrestlemania hell in a cell next month <laughs> we are going to see it's only hell in a cell man come on where's the wrestlemania it is blood and guts why does he have to involve aw every time anyways man uh, i don't know man you got to take shots i got to take some shots okay okay so uh plus i am an employee i should do that <laughs> i think you are getting those extra bucks for that brother brother i don't know i don't mind getting young bucks also you pay me i'm going to come your way oh, hey, this, this this guy is just trolling me right now so anyways uh I'm uh, not trolling you. I'm open to working with all elite wrestling also, except for the fact that the wrestlers feel they're very arrogant. So overall, Matt Seidel is seeing my message and not replying to me. Like what the fuck, dude? I hope Matt Seidel blocks and you. And first ah. he said, "Yes, yes, we'll do a 20-minute interview," and now he's not replying. Anyways, anyways, overall, what you guys give this paper you uh, out of ten? Eight, because uh, two went away. Because of the zombies, zombies took two away. Spandan. Okay, zombies took away one point five for me. I'll give it a eight point five. I would give it a fair enough seven. Are you happy, Ishan? Are you happy? Harsh. On it. Tell me honestly, how much did you give AEW Blood and Guts? Tell me now, at this moment. Uh, for the Jericho fall, I am deducting, you know, uh, two points. So I'm gonna give it a eight. Ah, see. See, so you're going to completely ignore the logic that, despite it being reinforced from the top, these guys let's, have to come out and climb. Let's 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 take this home, man. Are let's... you going to ignore the fact that we could actually see Jericho removing removing the blade two times? Let's take this home, man. Let's take this home. Ah, uh, before we leave, where can these guys find you? Ah, uh, first off, go Vishal. Your rating of WrestleMania Backlash is not seven; it is nine. I am saying it, viewers. Nine from Supreme. Ah, uh, so where can these guys uh, find you, Ishan? 
Yeah, so you guys can find me on Twitter at WrestleShawn and on Instagram at Ishan Wrestling. And uh, otherwise, if you want to find me, just Google my name, Ishan Zawan, and you'll find me there. Spandan. Yeah, so I do a talk show on YouTube. You guys can follow me on Ghar Bete BC. I do talk show. I do vlogs, special episodes on Mother's Day and all that stuff. So you can follow me there and on Instagram at Ghar Bete BC. You can find Slam Up Wrestling on Twitter at Slam Up Debut, Instagram at Slam Up Wrestling, and if you want to catch the audio version, so you can catch this review on Anchor and Spotify as well. So this was the WrestleMania Backlash review, and see you guys next time. Peace.